friends, I'm Anna, and you're listening to A Soft Existential Crisis, a podcast where I reflect on how I'm trying to doggy paddle my way to self-acceptance, and maybe even happiness. Welcome back! Apologies for the late upload and the scratchy voice. I had a very fun but busy week. Two friends from out of town were visiting, and I had a great time um, spending time with them and eating good food with them. A highlight was when the three of us, um, because actually the two friends I'm mentioning had never met before, we got a meal together and we tried a craft sake that was on the menu. We all loved it and it turns out it's brewed right in Brooklyn, right in Industry City. I think it's called Brooklyn Kura, K-U-R-A, and um, it has its own tasting room. So the next day, one of the friends and I went and checked it out, and it was super cool. We bought some bottles to take home, and I never would have done that sort of thing on my own. This week's topic is about how my parents are helicopter parents, though they've mellowed out considerably with age, and I feel a bit hesitant and embarrassed to talk about how that relates to me because through the power combo of nature and nurture, I think this has resulted in a me that is an almost 29-year-old who is still very dependent on her parents, and that's kind of embarrassing to admit. I will tell you the definition of helicopter parent from Wikipedia. A helicopter parent is, quote, a parent who pays extremely close attention to a child's or children's experiences and problems, particularly at educational institutions. Helicopter parents are so named because, like helicopters, they hover uh, overhead overseeing every aspect of their child's life constantly, end quote. In my childhood, my parents were very warm and loving, but um, extremely strict. No games, no TV, only Disney movies and old musicals. Our free time was scheduled to the minute with dozens of lessons. I've taken swimming lessons, gymnastics, piano lessons, clarinet lessons, dance class, soccer. I've had an art tutor, SAT prep Saturday classes, a math tutor, Saturday orchestra. During summers, we were signed up for educational camps and my mom bought us workbooks to complete throughout the week. My dad um, set up a behavior chart for my brother and I to help and to try and help discipline my more energetic brother, which involved a point system for good and bad behaviors. We'd get like a quarter for good things and a quarter taken away for bad things. In middle school, my mom told me I wasn't allowed to be friends with certain girls anymore because she didn't think they were respectful towards her and she didn't want me to spend time with them. 
when I was 15 and I wanted to go to a small house party, my dad had to call the other side's parents to make sure they'd be home. In college, they paid for me to stay in LA for a summer to do an unpaid part-time stop-motion internship. Yes, for real. In my time in New York, they have financially supported me on and off. And right now, because I'm unemployed and I spend all my savings moving into a new apartment, they are my entire financial support. Um, Sounds like a whole lot of privilege and a whole lot of parental love and care. And you're right, it is. But when your parents have been there for every decision ever made in your life, and you're a fearful worry wart whose greatest humiliation in life would be to not be good enough, you're going to keep clinging on to that safety net because it's there and it's safe and you don't know another way of being. Um, Here's why I can't be immature and one-sided and totally blame my very nice and gentle parents for being for my being sort of stunted there is another guinea pig in this parenting experiment and that is my younger brother we are extremely different people and as an adult um my brother is an extrovert a performer he is confident independent and he does have weird quirks but overall pretty well adjusted he fought a lot with my dad um, while growing up my dad who loves rules and quiet and responsibility and so much discipline and my brother who bounced off the walls and had temper tantrums and liked to escape from the house for a few hours i think the helicopter method worked well with him because it was trying to soften the explosive energy into something more manageable and then he was able to laugh about it for me my energy was already hypersensitive and timid so when i was given heavy rules and given cues that mistakes were very bad i probably did everything in my power to make sure i did the right thing It probably heightened my anxiety. Making any mistake felt like the ultimate humiliation. It's probably not about blame, um, but more about making positive use of this information. I've been uh, thinking really hard about it, my current relationship with my parents. Um, I text them constantly for their opinion and advice on friendships and shopping. When I was apartment hunting for a studio, my mom wanted to drive up to the city to see it in person, and both of them came up. I felt like I was on a college tour again, and my dad was asking all the questions while I watched from the back of the crowd. I tell them everything about my career qualms, even though I know they don't have any insight into the industry or lifestyle I'm thinking about. Any career decision feels like a whole family decision. 
When I start a new job, I update them on all the details, my analysis of all the new coworkers. These are things that sound like um, what you tell your friends, and I do tell my friends, but I also tell my parents. And maybe we are moving into the friend category, but they still heavily influence my life decisions. And I find that it's still really important to me to please them, to get their approval, make sure I did the right thing. There's a reason why my depression brain script is you're not good enough. I'm turning 29 in three months and uh, my friends are gaining new life experiences and I do feel left behind, maybe in all the areas, not just career-wise. Traveling, work, relationships, starting new lives. I'm still afraid of driving. I have a lot of fear of traveling alone or starting over in a new city. What if I get depressed? What if I get lonely? What if I can't make new friends? What if I'm unhappy there like I was in Boston? It feels time to do something about it instead of wistfully looking at others' Instagrams and thinking maybe I too will do that someday. Um, But right now, I literally cannot survive without my parents' support. So maybe these changes will have to come slowly as things usually move for me. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.